0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Utility Man podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Bryce Thatchy, and today we'll be discussing the 2021 MLB, MLB trade deadline, including trades for Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo, and the blockbuster of trade Turner and Max Scherzer. We'll also be talking about the Russell Westbrook trade for the NBA, and a little bit of other stuff along the way. Welcome to the first episode of the Utility Man podcast. This should be fun. I'm your host, Bryce Ache, and I've been really excited to do this, so it's going to be good to get to do it. Now, I hope this podcast will bring as much joy and as much good sports talk as it brings me. So, the MLB trade deadline has passed and gone, and big deals were made. I mean, big blockbuster moves. So, We will be discussing the huge blockbuster trades that were just made by GMs. And, wow, were they crazy. I sat in front of the TV watching some of these, just having my mind blown a few times every hour. It was insane. And we will be ranking the trades and the deals that were made by other teams. And we're going to start with the Chris Bryant trade to the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Giants' choir Chris Bryant for the, from the Cubs for outfielder Alexander Canario and right-handed pitcher Caleb Killian. I was impressed that the Giants made this trade without giving up any of their top prospects, including Joey Bart, which is who is considered one of the top prospects in Major League Baseball and one of and a possible successor to Buster Posey one day in San Francisco. And I'm shocked the Cubs didn't ask for Joey Bart in this trade, but a very very good trade for the Giants who are currently missing Evan Longoria and Brandon Belt at the corners of their infield and uh, Bryant has had an okay season Uh, he is a four time all star and former MVP former rookie of the year world series champion whole resume but the Giants don't really have a bona fide superstar like they used to with their world series teams Buster Posey, he's still very good, but he's not what he once was. This gives the Giants a big name and a really good player. Uh, The haul back to Chicago, Canario and Killian, where they're number 9 and 30 prospects respectively, according to MLB Pipeline. And the Cubs, know they're going to have a lot of prospects with the deals they made at this trade deadline. They traded a ton of their core from those World Series teams that beat my Cleveland Indians, and I'm still very sad about that. But that is another episode for another day of my sadness over that World Series. Um, But I will tell you right now, it is, makes me very happy to see all of those players gone because I, it's just enough revenge, I guess, for them winning that World Series. Now, this trade for the Giants and the Cubs for Chris Bryant, I would give a B plus. This is a very, very good trade for the Giants. It really kept up with the moves that the Dodgers and the Padres made as well, which they're, uh, it's going to be a three-way battle of that division to the end of the season, which would be super exciting to watch, and I think that was a really nice move. So on to the next one. The Mets acquiring shortstop Javier Baez and right-handed pitcher Trevor Williams and cash from the Cubs in exchange for Pete Crow Armstrong. This deal I did not see coming. I expected that the Met that, that the Mets would, not, would get Bryant. Until about 30 minutes before the Giants and Bryant trade happened, I thought the Mets would get him. But, no, apparently. The Mets like Baez. Baez is a good fit in New York. He can play second base when Lindor gets back. He can play third if he needs to. The... What am I looking for? The... Just the skill of that infield is going to be insane. When Francisco Lindor gets back, they'll have Jeff McNeil playing somewhere around there. It's just going to be crazy. It's going to be some good gloves and a dream double play team up there in the middle infield in New York. Trevor Williams also came in that deal for the Mets, who really need some starting pitching. Now that DeGrom is going to be out since uh, until September, that's going to be not good. And, uh... I mean... Yeah, that's not good. The starting pitcher for the Mets has not been great, other than Degrom. Cindergard is returning. It's, uh, it's just not been very good. But now with uh, Williams, that should give them some more depth. He was previously in Chicago, but came from the Pirates before that. Was not was okay there, so that should be a decent, decent pickup. the 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 Met, The deal cost the Mets uh, Pico Armstrong, which was their number five prospect in their system. He was the 19th overall pick in the 2020 MLB draft, and he's recovering from a right shoulder, shoulder surgery, so he is, he has not played yet this year. Uh, that's a pretty good deal for the Mets, if I would say. I mean, we don't know how good this kid's going to be. He's hurt. He did not play minor league baseball last year. You have to remember, there was no minor leagues. There was only alternate training sites, and he was just drafted in 2020, so you haven't really seen much of this kid. The Cubs must have been really, really confident in this kid to try of a one for one Baez and Williams trade for him. So I was not expecting it to be two for one there. But a great but I mean a great a great fit the mess for Baez. I'm not I'm sure Baez will have no problem adapting to second base when Lindor gets back because I'm assuming they will not move Lindor. But yeah Lindor is if no one knew was suffering from an oblique injury. And is currently on the disabled list, expected to come back in a few weeks. Uh, yeah, that's it, pretty much it for that trade. I will I'm gonna give that a solid B. I don't know how the Mets are gonna maneuver everyone, so there's a little bit of question marks to that trade. But I I think it's a really really good fit for New York. The next one on the list is the Blue Jays acquiring the right-handed pitcher Jose Barrios from the Twins for shortstop outfielder Austin Martin. And a right-hand pitcher Simon Woods Richardson, this one was interesting, to say the least. the The Blue Jays got a very and a very interesting pitcher from the from the Twins. I keep saying interesting too much, but that's beside the point. The Jose Barrios has been a bit of an up and down starter. He's a bona fide starter in the major leagues. There's no doubt about that. When he is at his best, he is very, very good. Um. He has been good this season, a career-best 3.48 ERA through 121 innings and very low rock walk rate. He's 27 years old and has control for the rest of this year and, the, and all of next year. So this that's why there was a big haul going the other way. The, the Twins got a ton. Austin Martin was the fifth overall pick in the 2020 draft and was viewed by some as the best hitter in that year's draft. He is currently in Double A has a eight oh seven OPS through fifty five games. He is a brilliant athlete, can hit fast, can play out shortstop and outfield. Very very good player. But Simon was Richardson came over from the Mets in the Marcus Stroman trade, second round pick in eighteen. He is has a ERA of five point six seven through eleven starts this season in Double A. Struck out sixty seven and forty five in the third innings. Uh I mean, the real one you look at there is Martin. Simon Richardson has been okay, but Austin Martin, that's a big, big prospect. They're both among the top 100 prospects in the sport, and number two and number four in the system. That was a big haul for Jose Brias, who may or may not be the ace in Toronto. I mean, Hengen Rue is there, Robbie Ray, Stephen Matz. I mean, there's been... They've, been, they've needed some pitching depth for a while now, but this, this trade will give them some of that heading into the playoffs. They, they want to make a real run at that division over the Rays and the Red Sox and the surging Yankees, who we're we'll going to talk about later in the show. Uh, yeah, that trade is... I don't know. That's I'll give that a C, because that was a big haul that the Blue Jays gave up for a number two, number three starter. That's just kind of shows goes to show how small this pitching market was in this uh in this uh trade deadline. Now the White Sox acquiring Craig Kimbrell from the Cubs is next. For second baseman Nick Madrigal and right handed pitcher Cody Hewer. I mean I did not see this one coming. Cross state. or oh, not cross state, cross city even. But uh I mean they go from the, uh, man, the Cubs. I. They just, they're they're just so desperate to sell everyone off, they'll trade to the cross city rivals down to the south side. That's not something I saw coming, but this is, this gives the White Sox an insane bullpen. This is the final piece for the White Sox, I believe. They're my favorite, took them out of the American League in the World Series this year. I don't know if they'll win, because there's some good few teams in the NL West, but. This arguably gives them the best bullpen duo in the game in Kemble and Liam Hendricks now. Aaron Bummers in the bullpen, Jace Fry. There's some good, good pieces in that bullpen. And Kimbrel's, uh club option means he could back in back in 2022 as well. So, wow, that's that's crazy. So, and then in the the return from the Cubs, Nick Madrigal hurt for the rest of the year after suffering a torn hamstring in June. He was the number four overall pick in the 2018 draft, former top prospect, but, uh, yeah, again, Hurt, out for the year, he has a few years of club control left, and then Cody Hewer, there's a, he's a relief pitcher with a lot of years of control left, so this is, a uh, few good players there, I mean, I, I love this for both teams, I give this an A-, minus. very, very good trade for both teams, this is, that's the definition of a trade, right there, you give uh your good players, for some other team's good players, that's how it's supposed to work, and, the uh, two Chicago teams did it to perfection right there. So, next one on the list is the Dodgers acquire right-handed pitcher Max Scherzer and shortstop Trey Turner from the Nationals in exchange for catcher Kiebert Ruiz, right-handed pitcher Joseph Gray, right-handed pitcher Gerardo Corrillo, and Alfiodor outfielder Donovan Casey. This, nobody saw this coming. Have you predicted this? Well, this, you're psychic, because this this was crazy. I this is one of the biggest blockbusters I've ever seen, in my, in my lifetime. This is just uh, this is the and this was a huge haul for the Nationals, as well to get back for these two great players, Scherzer, three-time Cy Young Award winner, World Series winner, and Trey Turner, All-Star shortstop, fast can hit. Uh, wow. I mean. Scherzer will be a free agent after this year. Turner, I believe, was a free agent after 2022. I believe he still had two years left. Uh, And the prospects. The return. The Dodgers, number one and number two prospects in Kaepert Ruiz and Josiah Gray. And then uh, Carrillo and Casey are two mid-range prospects. Two, uh, two good players. I mean... If you get the Dodgers number two, number one and number two prospects in their system, that's pretty good. Uh I like this for both teams. The Dodgers this, this makes pretty, two super teams in LA. We'll talk about the Westbrook trade later, but I was this 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 gives the I don't even know how the Dodgers are gonna match up now. I mean, if you have to if you're putting Corey Seeger at short now, assuming that when Corey Seeger comes back he'll play the short. Uh Turner will play second. Where's Chris Taylor gonna play? If you put Muncie at first, if you put Turner at third, where's Chris Taylor gonna go? Like, if you if a bunch of teams, Chris Taylor could be a star player if you put him on the Orioles or the Pirates. (laughs) Like, that would be, that that, I I I don't know. That's just the super team right there, and they 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 that now now makes them the clear cut favorite to win the World Series, and they're not even winning their own division. (laughs) So that's I. I'll get that name for those two teams. The, the The hall was big for the Nationals, and the, the the Dodgers got two bona fide superstars in that one. So, oh, the next next one on the list, the Yankees acquiring Anthony Rizzo. Need to pull up the trade details. Here it is. Yankees acquire Anthony Rizzo from the Cubs in exchange for Alexander Vesceano and Kevin Alcantara. Ah, uh, I, I honestly did not expect Rizzo to be traded. I thought that the, the Cubs would pe- would keep one would keep one guy around from the old 2016 team, and I thought it'd be Rizzo as, he was really the really the leader of the team and the Cubs teams that followed. So, but uh, nope, they let him go. So, the. The uh, Yankees are really, really getting some good left-handed power hitters in this. I mean, this trade deadline. It's all easy to see Gallo and Rizzo. They can both hit the baseball. Uh, the Yankees. They sent their number nine and number twelve prospects to the Cubs in Vizcaya and Alcantara. Chicago is reportedly paying the rest of Rizzo's twenty twenty one salary, helping the Yankees stay under the uh, CBT threshold, and wow that's just uh i did not this is one of the people would be surprised this is a really really interesting trade. I did not expect this one to happen, but because the 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 Red sox the division rival also yanked uh not yanked linked to Rizzo, I expected if Rizzo was going to go anywhere. I was back to the Red Sox where he started his career, but no, <laughs> apparently not and uh, it's just how things ended up going to the cross state. Cross division rivals, the New York Yankees. And now the final trade is going to be that we're going to discuss today. There are plenty more made at the deadline, but the one we will discuss today will be the Joey Gallo trade from the Yankees. The Yankees acquired Joey Gallo and left handed pitcher Jolie Rodriguez and Cash from the Rangers in exchange for second baseman Ezekiel Duran, shortstop Josh Smith. Infielder, outfielder, Trevor Haver, and right-handed pitcher Glenn Otto. This guy can hit. <laughs> I don't know if you saw, if you've seen some of the, some of the base uh, the home runs he has, and how far, how far they go, and how hard he hits them. There, it's insane. He is a three true outcomes kind of hitter: walk, strikeout, home run. I believe twenty-two home runs this year, Gallo. No, twenty-five. Uh Wow. <laughs> he probably I think he, he did play right field for the Yankees last night. Very versatile, can play all three outfield positions. And he leads his new team in home runs RBIs and runs scored. And uh is also tops in all of baseball with seventy-four walks. His uh also a gold glover. Yeah, this guy's the full package. Uh the other pitcher the Yankees got Jolie Rodriguez, who had he has thirty strikeouts in twenty-seven and two-thirds innings this year, he is a welcome left-hander. I mean, the Yankees have a lot of righties in that rotation, so he probably could. Uh, I think he's a major league pitcher, I believe. But all right, and then the Yan- the Rangers, massive, massive haul. Number fourteen, number fifteen, number twenty-three, and number twenty-eight in uh, their system, in the Yankees system, all of their prospects are in the top thirty. As uh, Smith, uh, Duran, Smith, Haver, and Otto, all respectively, that was a uh, wow, and uh, big haul for the Rangers. There was a, a lot of good hauls of prospects this uh, this trade deadline, no? Because uh, I mean, there's a lot of superstars traded, but there's also a lot of prospects that they gave up. I would give this trade a B plus ranking because the Yankees did give up a lot. They gave up a lot for an okay left-handed pitcher and Joey Gallo. So, I... Prospects, how they work is you throw crap at the wall and see what sticks. So, I mean, if you get four for two guys, then maybe two guys, those, those guys don't pan out, but then two of them become starters for the next good Rangers team. I I don't know. That's uh just how the fun of trading works, I guess. So, that's a B, because I don't know how those guys will turn out. But, I mean, you could say that for the rest of the trades, but I... I'm not a huge fan of Gallo because strikes out a lot, but that's pretty much it. All right, now aside from that, we are talking about the Russell Westbrook trade. Well, a few days removed from the NBA draft night, um, Cunningham over first overall. Not surprised there. I don't can't remember the rest of the picks. I didn't watch very much, but the Westbrook trade. I hate this trade. I'm gonna be straight up with you listeners. I hate, hate, hate this trade. Montrezl Harrell, Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and the uh, number 22 pick, which I don't know who the who they uh, who they got with that. Hold on, let's find it. I do not know who they picked with that. I will I will find that later, but that's a big haul for Russell Westbrook, who a guy I'm not I don't like. He's he cannot shoot. He's a very, very bad shooter. Like he's beyond he's among the worst shooters in the NBA, three point wise. When LeBron James, who is clearly what the Lakers are building around, he plays with shooters, he wins with shooters. Look at the Cleveland teams, where they essentially build around him. Kevin Love, he can shoot. J.R. Smith. Very good shooter, Kyle Korver, great shooter. Like I, Kyrie Irving, very great shooter. I I don't understand. This is a bad trade. You gave up Montrezl Harrell. I understand. He's okay. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, promising young player, has shown flashes of brilliance in the past. He's been he's 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 a very he's a decent player now. He was he fit on the team, and KCP a shooter. He shoots. That's that's what his job was. LeBron gives the ball to him and he shoots. Like I, Westbrook does none of that. Westbrook, if anything, takes the ball away from LeBron and Anthony Davis. He's. I I don't I don't understand why this trade makes any sense. The 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 Lakers are see see what it takes to win. They see what it takes what it would take to beat the Bucks and the Suns, and all the powerhouses in the NBA. But getting Westbrook was not something that I see helps. This. He, he, you could, if you watch Russell Westbrook play, he is, when you, when you go to a bull fight and they let the bull loose, he just runs everywhere. He's, he's insane. He can take bad shots. He runs, he just like sprint through the basket, completely miss by a mile. He can take bad shots. It's, I mean, so does everybody, but Westbrook, most of the time, he cannot shoot. Terrible shooter. It's just not, not a good trade. I, I don't like it at all. So, later in the season, when LeBron is complaining, I don't have enough shooters, and he's playing with Andre Drummond and Russell Westbrook in the starting lineup, well, you heard it here. Not a good trade for the Lakers. I'm not a fan. Well, that appears that will do it. For the first ever episode of the Utility Man podcast, please share, subscribe, download, leave a rating and review, to help out the podcast it would really mean a lot to me and uh, hope to be bringing a few more of these soon this should uh, should be a fun fun experience and really thank you for listening and we'll be back soon.